Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Hey guys, and happy Friday. Yay, it's the weekend almost, so I hope you guys are looking forward to that. And tell me what you're going to do this weekend. Let me know what's going on. I have no clue what I'm doing this weekend. Got no plans at all, and actually that's a good thing. That's a good thing sometimes to not have any plans. So let me know what you're going to do. Contact me at p40ministries.com slash contact. And let's go ahead and read Numbers chapter 12 today and finish the week strong with the scriptures. So I'm going to read the entire chapter of Numbers chapter 12 because it is very short and it's all one story. So there's no good way to break it up, I suppose. But this is a fascinating chapter to me. I love this chapter. So I'm going to be reading this out of the W.E.B. version. So feel free to read along with me out of the version you prefer. And let's jump right in. Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman whom he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. They said, Has Yahweh indeed spoken only with Moses? Hasn't he spoken with us also? And Yahweh heard it. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all the men who were on the surface of the earth. Yahweh spoke suddenly to Moses and to Aaron and to Miriam and said, You three come out to the tent of meeting. The three of them came out. Yahweh came down in a pillar of cloud and stood at the door of the tent and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forward. He said, Now hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, Yahweh, will make himself known to him in a vision. I will speak with him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so. He is faithful in all my house. With him, I will speak mouth to mouth, even plainly and not in riddles. And he shall see Yahweh's form. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant against Moses? Yahweh's anger burned against them, and he departed. The cloud departed from over the tent, and behold, Miriam was leprous, as white as snow. Aaron looked at Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Aaron said to Moses, O my Lord, please don't count this sin against us in which we have done foolishly, in which we have sinned. Let her not, I pray, be as one of the dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed when he comes out of his mother's womb. Moses cried to Yahweh, saying, Heal her, God, I beg you. Yahweh said to Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, shouldn't she be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut up outside of the camp seven days, and after that she shall be brought in again. Miriam was shut up outside of the camp for seven days, and the people didn't travel until Miriam was brought in again. Afterward, the people traveled from Hezeroth and encamped in the wilderness of Paran. See, now I think that's just a fascinating portion of scripture. I just love that. And there's so much to talk about, too. So first and foremost, Miriam and Aaron, if you guys remember, are Moses's siblings. He only had two other siblings. He had Aaron, which was his older brother, and then Miriam, which was the eldest. And so Moses was the youngest of the three. But God had chosen Moses. And so Miriam and Aaron are angry at Moses, or rather they're gossiping about Moses behind his back. They spoke against Moses is what they is what verse one says here. And we don't know who to who they spoke against Moses. It could have been the people like uh, some of the people in the camp causing division, making them dislike Moses. It could have just been to themselves. It could have just been Miriam speaking to 
Aaron and being like, oh, Moses, you know. And so we don't know exactly who they were speaking to, but it says they spoke against Moses because of the Cushite woman he had married, for he had married a Cushite woman. We know that Moses had married a woman named Zipporah many years prior to this and had children with her. A lot of people speculate that Moses had married another woman because this woman says she was a Cushite, and we know that Zipporah, I, I believe, was a Midianite. So there's some conflicting uh, ideas out there as to whether Moses had married another woman on top of Zipporah, you know, like had two wives, or if he had, or if Zipporah had died and he had married another woman. But here's my opinion on it, and I did some research on this, though this is my opinion, this is not in scripture. I just want to throw that out there. I personally believe that this Cushite woman and the Midianite woman, Zipporah, are the same person. Because Cushite could have been an insult against Midianites because of their dark skin. And apparently Cushites were also very dark, but Midianites would have been as well. So it could have been that Zipporah was being insulted as being a Cushite woman because of the color of her skin. And that's kind of where what I personally believe, because Moses and his in-laws were very, very close. We see that all through scripture. We see that Moses absolutely loved his father-in-law. We see that uh, he Moses begged his brother-in-law, Zipporah's brother, to come with them. Like he was very close with his in-laws. So I kind of think that if Moses had married another woman along with Zipporah and had two wives, it would have been... Uh, his in-laws speaking against Moses rather than his brother and sister. So whether or not Moses married another woman, I don't know. It's possible Zipporah died also and he, he married somebody else. He could have just married another woman and had two wives. I don't know. There's really no evidence one way or another that Moses had a second wife other than Zipporah. Zipporah is the only wife that is ever mentioned in scripture by name that Moses had. So I don't know. And scripture does not really go into a lot of detail here, whether or not uh, Moses married another woman. But anyway, his brother and his sister did not like the woman he had married, whether or not it was Zipporah. But here's the most interesting part about this. It's not actually the wife Moses had that they're angry about. In verse two, they get to the heart of the issue as to why they are angry. It says, has Yahweh indeed spoken only with Moses? Hasn't he spoken also with us? And it says, Yahweh heard it. So everything that we say in secret, God hears. That's a moral of the story for sure. So yes, God hears them speaking against Moses in this way, becoming jealous over the fact that Moses has a special relationship with God that they just don't have. And I don't really know why they were so jealous because they also had very special roles themselves. But the interesting thing about this is verse three. And this is another verse that is so debated. And uh, I, I think verse three is hilarious. So here's what verse three says. <clears throat> now, the man Moses was very humble, more than all the men who were on the surface of the earth. And what's so funny about this verse is the fact that Moses wrote this. <laughs> oh, I love it. I just think that's so funny that Moses writes that he's the most humble man on the surface of the earth. There was actually a meme going around. I don't know if you ever saw the meme of Obama giving Obama the Medal of Honor. 
I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, but there was like a meme of that exact picture. And uh, <laughs> and instead it was this verse <laughs> because Moses was saying he's the most humble man or whatever. But it's just funny. Here's the thing about this verse, though. It doesn't actually mean what we think it means. So if you go back to the uh, to the Hebrew of this verse, which I did to double check this myself, humble actually means more along the lines of miserable. <laughs> and you can see this verse used another time back in Genesis. There was a man who raped this young girl named Dina. We talked about this. Dina was one of Jacob's daughters. Dina went out into the city and got raped by a man. I think his name was Ammon. I think I, I might be wrong about that. But this man raped Dina. And the verse actually says he took her and humbled her. And it's the same Hebrew word as what is used right here in verse three of Numbers chapter 12. So humbled does not mean without arrogance as to what we we believe humble means nowadays. It means more along the lines of distraught, uh, brought very low, um, feeling small, I suppose. Just it, it's not the same word as what we would think nowadays. And I personally believe that is what Moses was trying to say about himself. And honestly, I, I can believe that Moses was miserable. Like, look through all of scripture here. Moses was constantly crying out to God like, oh, God, just kill me now. We just talked about this because he had such a burden placed on him. And yes, if Moses wrote this, it could be that he was being a little bit dramatic, saying, I am the most miserable person on the face of the earth. And, you know, Aaron and Miriam are talking about me in this way, saying they want to be like me, but I'm miserable. Like, why would they want to be like me? And that's kind of what I think Moses is saying here. That's my personal belief. But other people want to say that um, Moses truly was humble in the way that we think nowadays. And God told him to write it. Like God said, write Moses that you are the most humble man. And this is going to be an honor for you. Other people say that later on, Joshua, who was Moses's attendant, actually wrote that in. I personally don't believe that. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe that. But. It could mean that Moses is, in fact, very humble because don't forget, the scripture was inspired by God. God inspired all scripture. And possibly he told Moses to write down that Moses was humble in the way that we believe humble means nowadays without arrogance. Or it could just mean that Moses was miserable, <laughs> which is what I personally believe. But anyway, in verse four, right after all this happens, it says, Yahweh spoke suddenly to Moses and to Aaron and to Miriam saying, you three come out to the tent of meeting. So all of a sudden, God just like that speaks to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, telling them to come out to the tent of meeting. Within like a couple minutes, I would guess, after Miriam speaks out against Moses. So they come out to the tent of meeting. And I can imagine that Moses or um, Aaron and Miriam at this point are shaking in their boots. And Moses is probably like, why? <laughs> Because if they were speaking against him behind his back, Moses was like, I wonder why God's calling me out to the tent of meeting. But soon Moses understands why. And God speaks to Aaron and to Miriam and tells them to come forward. And God's presence was like the cloud covering the tent of meeting right now. Oh my gosh, I can imagine 
Aaron and Miriam were terrified at this point, but it says that they both came forward. And so God starts bring, like bringing Moses up. He says to, the, to, to his siblings, he says, Moses, I am speaking to him face to face. And we see that that happens. We actually saw a verse that says that God spoke to Moses as if they were like good friends, like they were friends. God would come into the, the tent and, and Moses would speak with God as if they are friends. He says, Moses is not just a prophet is what uh, God says here. He says, you know, prophets are people who I speak to in riddles and they don't understand the whole thing a lot of times. Moses is not like that. I speak plainly to Moses. That's what he says. He says, he shall see Yahweh's form. And I speak to him plainly and not in riddles is what verse seven says. So then why, Aaron and Miriam, are you not afraid to speak against my servant, against Moses? So he says, why aren't you afraid to speak against somebody that I directly face to face speak to? How are you not afraid? And so it says Yahweh's anger burned against them. So this is also a moral of the story. Another moral is the fact that we should not be gossiping. There's so many verses in scripture that talk about gossip and how we should not be speaking against God's servants. And oh my gosh, guys, I struggle with gossip so stinking bad. I struggle with it. That is one of, I think, my biggest problems and I recognize it as a problem and I am very thankful that God gave me a husband that does not engage in gossip at all and I'm not being dramatic when I say that like my husband Garrett is the least gossipy person I know and he's actually known for that (laughs) like if you start if you start gossiping to my husband no matter who you are he will just stand there with his hands in his pockets and just blankly look at you He will add nothing to the conversation. And that's just how he is. And I truly believe that God gave me that sort of husband to uh, to to get me straight on the path when I start gossiping. And thankfully, I have gotten much better over the years about not gossiping. But I have felt myself getting back into that uh, previous habit I had. And uh, I know I need to to get out of that. So this passage here is very, like very convicting to me because I should not be gossiping about God's servants in any way because they are in fact servants of God. So yeah, gossiping in the church, not only is it division causing, but it's also just wrong. I mean, what we see here with Miriam, just because it's her brother, it doesn't mean that she should be gossiping about him because she feels like she can. You know, Moses was a servant of God. So after this, the cloud departs and Miriam was leprous. And so God is punishing her in this way by causing her skin to be so leprous that it says she was white as snow. So she had some sort of skin disease after God lifted himself from that temple and the cloud departed. And Aaron saw Miriam and behold, she was leprous. So whatever Miriam was doing, was a deep heart issue. And God was punishing her in that moment to teach her a lesson that gossip is kind of cancerous. It's kind of leprous if you think about it. It causes so many problems. And often God gives people a physical representation of something that is spiritual going on. Gossip is leprous. 
It's cancerous. It's a problem. And we definitely need to get rid of it from our lives. We, we got to get rid of gossip from our lives. And I'm speaking to the choir here. I'm speaking to myself. So here's what Aaron says to Moses. He begs Moses to talk to God and take the leprosy away. And I'm almost, I wonder why, since Aaron was the high priest, why he didn't beg God. I, I'm curious about that. I don't know why, but he begged Moses. And it could have been that God had just said all this good stuff about Moses, that Aaron says this to Moses. But either way, Aaron is begging Moses, please, please take this leprosy away from Miriam. And so Moses cries out to Yahweh, heal her, God, I beg you. And right there, that is very humble. You know, Moses didn't, wasn't like, ha ha ha, Miriam, that's what you get, big sister, for gossiping against me. <laughs> so no, I mean, Moses was humble in this moment. He says, God, heal her. So God says to Moses, he's like, well, I gave her this to teach her a lesson. So she's going to be ashamed of what she did for seven days. Put her outside of the camp and let her stay there so she can think about it. That's kind of what it, I, I, I imagine God saying, like, you know how parents will put their kids in timeout. Like, you got to think about what you did. It, this feels kind of similar to what how God uh treated Miriam, like she has to go think about it, but she needs to be ashamed for seven days. And after that, she will be brought in again. But it's really cool that God actually basically says that he is her father. That's what it says here in verse 14. Yahweh said to Moses, if her father had but spit in her face, shouldn't she be ashamed for seven days? So in a way, God is saying, I'm still Miriam's father. I still love her. I'm just teaching her a lesson. So put her outside of the camp for seven days. She needs to be ashamed of what she did. So it says that's what they did in verse 15. Miriam was shut up outside of the camp for seven days and the people didn't travel until Miriam was brought in again. So she was healed. And so afterward, the people traveled from Hazaroth and encamped in the wilderness of Paran. So yeah, Miriam was healed. She was brought back to the camp again. From my understanding, she never did this again that I know of. So she clearly did think about it for those seven days. But really, like I said, the moral of this story is we shouldn't be gossiping against God's servants. We shouldn't be doing that because it is wrong. And God says it's wrong. And it doesn't matter if it's your sister, your brother, your friend, anybody. We just shouldn't be doing it because God says it's wrong. And there's verses also in James that talk about gossiping, how the fire, uh, the, the tongue is like a flame of fire. One minute it's praising Jesus, and the next minute is cursing one of God's servants. So yeah, we got to control the tongue. And I think that's really the moral of this story. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And you know what? I just hope you have a really great weekend. And I'm not going to talk your ear off too much. I'm just going to let you guys go and hopefully enjoy the rest of your weekend. So happy listening and God bless. Thank you.